touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational The Ruck. FX Pro Super Rugby. Support your team. Get to the game. It's rugby supercharged. Hello and welcome. Uh, look, I've got to get something off my chest from the off. Uh, Timmy, you wouldn't have seen a Timmy Horan there in beautiful Brisbane studios, but uh, just outside our the studio here, um, Maddie, we're walking through. And there's people who put up those motivational style mm. of banners. So, you know, you're going to come into the studio to do your best work, obviously. Things like it's great. Every day is the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. What the hell does that mean? Every day is the Super Bowl. I'd be like, you're peaking too early. Every day is a <laughs> commitment to excellence, it says, on the wall. Commitment. I did, like, did it fire you up? No, 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 no because my, you know, creed is second best will do. <laughs> Why go for 50% first? is a pass, Mark. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> the school motto at Swansea High School was don't get caught. I think that's terrific. That's all you need. Team motto at uh, Chris Whitaker's club, junior club, mm-hmm. was play to win, learn... Play to win, learn to lose, I think it was. <laughs> play to win, learn to lose. Yeah, you could have been Bronte Way. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> you have a special one, Berkey. I think yours on tour, Berkey, was deny, deny, and still deny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, even without notice, Jimmy Horan. How are you, big fella? <laughs> Very well, thank you, guys. Yes, uh, I was over in Perth the other night on Friday night. Obviously, um, the Waratahs up against the Western Force, 23-18. Pretty, got pretty tight the last 10 minutes, but yeah. um, good to see the Waratahs finally getting a, a win up and just hanging on into this competition. Yeah, we'll talk about that game in some detail. Just uh, while you remind me there, Timmy, the other score, Sharks, 29, did beat the Blues, 23. The Crusaders, 31 over the Stormers, 24. The Brumbies, 37, beat the Rebels, 6. And we'll be talking to... Stephen Moore uh, from the Brumbies later in the show. Just another question without notice for both of you. Stephen Moore, where do you reckon he was born? Zimbabwe. Okay, Zimbabwe. Timmy, <laughs> what do you think? Well, it's out there. I want to go to Brisbane. Are you? Isn't back, back born in Saudi yeah. Arabia? Well, it wasn't far. <laughs> that was right closer. Well oh, he done. Went to, he went to school in Brisbane. He yeah. did go to school in Brisbane, but he was born in Kamis in Saudi Arabia. We'll talk to him later in the show. The Chiefs, 39, beat the Cheetahs, 33. The Bulls, 32, over the Lions, 18. Yes, you were pointing at no, me. No, 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 keep, keep going, keep going. Mm, keep going. Please. Uh, yeah, so there are the scores for you. Uh, Club rugby also started around the place. Plenty to get through this morning. Uh, great show for you. We're going to talk about the Waratahs and the Force next. Some stupid injuries and some fat footy players. Those are all on the agenda as we strive to be second best. I was just going to say, just one more quote. Do you remember uh, back in the day, Timmy, uh, McQueen, Rod McQueen was the Australian coach, came out with the we, not me call, the, 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 the quote. We, not um, me. We, not me. And we had to go give our own uh, quotes on the way through. Timmy, yours was there's no there's there's five eyes and individual brilliance. Well, <laughs> that was that was an original quote too, wasn't it? Excellent. That was my own. Yeah, yeah. I love it. This is the Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. This is the Ruck. Barnsley within excess. Good times. This is the Ruck, your Sunday rugby show, where we have that commitment to excellence. Every day is the Super Bowl, Bowl according to the the posters outside our studio door. Uh, look, uh, throughout the day, either of you, Timmy or Maddie, if you have something that you'd just like to drop in, just to you know, kind of egg people on. Mm-hmm. They're getting up. It's a Sunday morning. Uh, they're thinking, well, you know, do I really have the motivation to get through to lunchtime? Maybe well, we can help. Triathlon. We've got to pump them up with a quote, some sort of quote we've got to pump them up through the day. Correct, mm-hmm. correct. Have you got one more for us to be going on with now, Timmy? <laughs> one more. Can I remember, as Berkey was saying, mm-hmm. dur- during... Um, our time with Rod McQueen around the team room there was all these different quotes that he yeah. put up and I can remember there was one there that um, a really deep sounding one I can't change the direction of the wind uh-huh. but I can adjust my sails to always reach my destination that we got out wow. there and thought oh, gee we're going to 
well, we were pumped up for training, weren't we? Then? Really? <laughs> so, yeah. If, you, if you're staring down the All Blacks and the Harker, that's the one you want to be thinking about. What's the whole thing about that wind? I'm do trying it. to work out that wind thing. <laughs> do, do, do you remember Tuny's one? I, I think it was an original one as well. It was something in the likes of the kite flies highest in the winds of adversity. Mm-hmm. And I went, wow, that's great. You yeah. know, where did that come from? And I think Ben made that up. It could have been. Oh, Don't get me wrong, but well, let's ring Ben but, but, now. I, but I think McQueen stole that and put it in an original note as his in his, in his book. So <laughs> that's beautiful. It could be more. I love it. I, I guess many people in Sydney uh, be planning on running in the triathlon. Mm. They may be in, indeed needing that kind of motivation. Something. We'll see what we can help you out with over the next hour. The Waratahs needed it last night. Uh, uh, well, sorry, this weekend when they played the Force in Perth, looked all good. About seventeen three up they were. Then suddenly, very close to the final siren, eighteen seventeen down. They did pull through and win that match, uh, but Maddie, they didn't, uh, wasn't as convincing as perhaps we would have liked. I think you could see it from the end of the game, uh, and Timmy, you're over there, that there was no sort of uh, that mad minute at the end of the game when the whistle yep. blew. Mm. It was like a relief, we've got the job done. They they should have done it in Sydney four weeks ago, thereabouts, and the force got the nod the, or the jump on them there. Uh, I thought that... Um, the Fords did okay. Beric Barnes stood up, but then could have been uh, perhaps a little bit more dominant as well. I don't know, Timmy, about you, mate, but I reckon they've got to get Adam Ashley Cooper closer to the ball, uh, just to just to touch it more often. Like get get the ten twelve combination maybe or thirteen, push everyone in because on the wing I think he's getting a bit lost. Yeah, I, th- I thought the Waratahs weren't too bad. They um, Obviously, you go to Perth and you want to come away with four points. And uh, Tom Kingston um, scored a good try. Dave Dennis was outstanding. He was uh, my man of the match. He was um, playing some really good rugby. And considering that um, Rocky Elsom was um, picked up by the Waratahs before the season, you would have thought Dave Dennis would have sort of put his cue in the rack and thought, oh, well, I'm no chance here. But he's really stood up he's for the good, Waratahs. Yeah. and. I think they've Waratahs for mine, Berkey, and you're closer to the action, but they've got to back themselves. They've got to play with some width and play with some expansion. Uh, that's what the fans are looking for, and the players have just got to get that confidence within the group to be able to play with a bit more width because they're an exciting team when they do it, and when they don't do it, they only, they're only just scraping through. As we know, we've talked about here on the show before, the most attractive part of the rugby is the scrum and the crouch touch, wait for it, engage. Uh, it, it's terrific. I did notice, though, last night, the packing in this game, sorry, the packing of the scrums. It got down to some very, very minor detail. The referee decided by the end that the, the scrums were going so poorly that he had just the two hookers engaged <laughs> first. So they were packed down, and then the, the props would come around them, then the second round lock. It was, it's bizarre. It was like you mentioned. It was like... It was like the Transformers, Transformers coming yes. together, exactly. All, all the superpowers coming together. It, what, I, what I did like about that, though, was Glenn Jackson. I reckon then Glenn Jackson uh, was a former back, played for Saracens, played for the Chiefs, I think it was, team at the same time. I reckon he's just taking the mickey out of him going, really? I reckon I could get you blokes to stand one-on-one and then just slowly bring you guys together and have a bit of a laugh It was like the in the time. playground at school when you had the scrums <laughs> where you're two guys, you put your hands behind your back and the ball would go in the middle. And the, the bunny scrum. The bunny scrum. The bunny that's scrum. Yeah. <laughs> Chicken scratch. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. But the Waratahs did get away with it. Uh, so, you know, look, I'm just putting my hand up. By this time next weekend, uh, the Waratahs could be on top of the conference. Uh, you know, the Brumbies have got a tough game. Uh, and the Waratahs, I think, play the Rebels in Sydney. So by this time next week it could all have changed turned around uh tim thoughts yeah i think you know the waratahs sit on 21 points at the moment the reds are on 21 as well because they picked up four points for the buy this weekend that's probably the only way the western force are going to get on top is ask yep. for about 10 buys between now and <laughs> the end of the season um but the the, the brumbies yeah sit on 24 points so um it'll be interesting to see how the brumbies go and we'll talk a bit more about the brumbies later in the show they were superb last night against the rebels and um they look like they're the real deal people thought that stumble after the first three or four games but they're they're coming together really well, and Jake White, the new coach from South Africa, has really got some uh, good culture and spirit in that team. 
All right, uh, when we come up, we're going to talk about uh, Piri Weepu. We're going to talk about players who may be a little bit on the chubby side when they're playing footy. Right after a song which features the best use of the <clears throat> in the entire musical catalogue. This is Jet. This is The Ruck. Are you going to be my girl? And this is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Uh, look, I'm going to put it out there at the beginning of this break that I am what you would call ripped. <laughs> <laughs> you love me. That's great. I'll start Good again. Use of the word. Yeah, I am ripped. Uh, unlike some football players at the moment. Now, in both codes, in rugby league earlier in the week, uh, Peter Sterling, an, an Eels legend, said that Chris Sandow, the uh, Eels signing, a very important one, the halfback, was a little bit on the chubby side, five, mm. six kilos overweight and was affecting his performance. Then, of course, uh, Piri Weepu, the all-black scrum half, has been... Didn't he go off, Piri oh, Weepu, through the week? I've been twittering uh, so many people to get alive because... His, uh, the All Blacks hooker, Kevin Mialamu, decided to say that uh, he'd come back to this season, well, fat. There you go, I've said it. <laughs> Absolutely fat. Uh, at porker. He wasn't happy at all. It, it seems to me, look, I've seen a lot of guys running. And the beauty of, of uh, rugby is that it does cater to all sorts of body shapes. There are blokes who, uh, you know, I'm not going to name names, Matt Dunning, who have had coaches' tactics to park the Mr. Whippy van down one end of the field and have the ding, 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 and that would make them run like the clappers. Just go. <laughs> Just go. You two have been on the field with uh, all body shapes. Have you ever played a little bit chubby? Have you players that you've said that to, uh, Berkey? When I was a young pup, uh, we came home from the Australian schoolboys tour. We went to two months overseas and we came back played a bit of rugby to club rugby and I hurt my shoulder and uh, I then went from sort of you know a, a young 18 year old from coming out of school relatively fit to eating and drinking as if I was still playing <laughs> and and to the point where I knew I was getting uh, a little bit chub was when the seatbelt around me as I was going to to, to uni was hanging over the seatbelt and I was thinking oh that's not good and then I got oh. mistaken for uh, a prop walking down the corridors at Concord Oval by the coach. So oh, no. I knew then I was a little bit chubbed up, so I thought I'd better do something here. Oh, no. Not good. <laughs> Jimmy? Well, there's, there's really only one way to go, though. Like, if you're a chubby or a bit larger in the backs, so there's only one way to go, and that's get a smaller number on your back. So you're moving towards the forwards. Imagine <laughs> Weep who can go to... Weep who could probably play <laughs> tight head proper. He's already moment, got nine. I mean, with, he's only got to get lower. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, he, I mean, the, the props these days... And I saw one last weekend. I commentated on Fox Sports for the Reds game against the Brumbies at Suncorp stadium and there was two props one was ben daly from the reds and the other one was dan palmer from the brumbies and they started throwing a few sort of wild fists at each other and mm-hmm. and all of a sudden dan palmer's jersey started sliding above his belly button i know in the when they when they pack in scrums um berkey that and for all our listeners that obviously it's pretty intense and a lot of weight coming behind and they have a mayday call uh, in the scrums if someone goes down and a next you know caught yep. the wrong way your shoulders caught the way and everyone sort of backs off within the scrum everyone knows the mayday call mm-hmm. but I actually think they probably should bring it in to when the shirt the jersey gets above the belly button of a prop <laughs> it's a mayday call <laughs> let, let me, let me it doesn't look good it's not it's not good television let me tell you no. let, me, let me take that one step forward do you remember we, we used to wear the old jerseys now the massive jerseys cotton extra extra large and the rest of them and then oh, you, two, you, you, could, you could tuck them in down past your shorts like under sevens uh, come out <laughs> below your shorts pop down the bottom <laughs> and, we went, and about 2000 and maybe 2001 2002 everyone went to the tight jerseys and uh, Brendan Cannon who, um, who works with you Timmy uh, he was uh, a little bit worried about the image like you said then when they packed down and they do a what's called a jersey short spine. So they got a bit of jersey and a bit of shorts and they twist their hand around. Mm-hmm. And his jersey was just popping up a little bit. So he got an extra piece, <clears throat> pardon me, 
extra piece of jersey sewn on to the bottom of his on bottom of his shirt. So as it was going straight, he actually had like a bit of a U shape down the bottom there. So it would come a modesty up, lap lap. A, mod- <laughs> That's right. a modesty belt, exactly right. <laughs> Oh, uh, very good. Gee, he wouldn't have got pain from that from the rest of the team. Just on a serious note, with, with Kevin Mialamu saying that, is it, was, is it a good idea to publicly say that sort of stuff about your Blues teammate and your all, potential all-black teammate? There's nothing like public ridicule, is there? <laughs> just, just putting it's it out there. It's motivation. Do you remember Morgan Tuanui uh, actually uh, heard his thought he strained an abdominal muscle a couple of years ago. Morgan was a bit on the, on the chub side. Mm-hmm. And they sent him to get an MRI, and it came back inconclusive. Uh, it came back that he actually strained fat. So uh, <laughs> he tried to keep that one quiet. It got out pretty quick, though. Outstanding. <laughs> Very difficult to treat a fat strain, I understand. <laughs> this is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Thanks for making the conversion. Joining the scrum. Can you believe it? Welcome back. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. And if you just joined us, those scores, Sharks 29 beat the Blues 23, the Waratahs 23 over the Force 18, the Crusaders 31 beat the Stormers 24, Chiefs 39 beat the Cheetahs 33, the Bulls 32 over the Lions 18, and the Brumbies 37 beat the Rebels 6. We will speak to Stephen Moore, the Brumbies hooker, uh, next. And also, if you've just joined us, we did mention earlier in the show that there are a lot of uh, rallying cries written on pieces of paper all around this studio from, I don't know, some idiots out there, maybe our producer who works on a variety of shows. Uh, he's not <laughs> If it really is his name, is Ned. Ned, I get free stuff green. Re- Ned, I get... Well, that's the thing. Have you noticed he was wearing a pair of shoes today mm. that weren't from his own wardrobe? Mm. Uh, I don't know if he just stolen them. He's that kind of character. But he also does <laughs> uh, write things like, like, every day is the Super Bowl. This is supposed to inspire. Commitment to excellence is supposed to... Im- try really hard, Tony. <laughs> That's a terrific one. Just try we really walk in hard. We the studio time. and we are pumped up, aren't we? We are so pumped. But because these boys have gone, uh, Tim Horan and Matt Burke ha- have done that, been there, done that with the Wallabies and uh, Minis, we were getting some of the, uh, the rallying cries from them. Timmy, have you got another one for us? Well, just I think one for the everyone in Sydney today who's running the triathlon. Even if you fall on your face, you're still moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> Right, nasty gravel rash, but still. Uh, next, Stephen Moore right here on The Ruck. This is The Ruck. Red Hot Chili Peppers, that is Other Side on The Ruck. Your Sunday rugby show, the uh, Brumbies 37 beat the Rebels 6. And uh, no small part thanks to the hooker and the man we're about to speak to, of course, is a wallaby hooker, is Stephen Moore joins us right now. G'day, Stephen. Morning, boys. How are you going? Very well, thank you. I, I, look, I let these boys know at the, at the very top of the show. I asked them, where was Stephen Moore born? Where did you go for, Berkey? Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Uh, where, where, where did you go for, Timmy? <laughs> Brisbane. I think I was Royal Brisbane Hospital. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, in fact, Kamisil, wasn't it, in Saudi Arabia? It was, mate, yeah. Um, Do you remember much of that? I don't. No, I was two when I left there to go back to Ireland. So mum and dad were, were working there, um, both Irish and working in a hospital there and uh, myself and my sister were born there and, and we went back to Ireland and then and came out to Australia when I was uh, about five. So Does that mean you're going, yeah, to, inherit, are you, are you going to inherit an oil field over there, mate, at all? <laughs> oh, that'd be good. I just heard they cleared, cleared everyone's debts over there recently, so it'd be nice to get that um, <laughs> on her as well. <laughs> you do have, because uh, the Irish connection is, is very strong. I know you've got a cousin that was an Olympian uh, in, in fencing. You also have that connection with, uh, with soccer, football. You'd be a very happy boy. I think you're a Liverpool fan. Am I right in saying that? 
I am, mate. Yeah, very happy that they won last night. So yeah, it's been a tough year in the in the in the league for them. But uh, you know, to have the chance to win the second cup there in a couple of weeks is fantastic. So they played really well. Yeah, two one they beat uh, Timmy Cahill's Everton overnight. All right, your boys, uh, the Brumbies, terrific work this year. It's a young team, so much different to what was going on last year. I think the Rebels knocked the uh, Brumbies off last year. What do you can you feel the difference, and how would you describe it? Well, I think uh, probably similar to the Reds a few years ago. Look, well, I think we had about 28 or 30, 31 players uh, available for the entire pre-season. So the boys have worked really hard in the off-season. They've all spent a lot of time together. Uh, there's been a lot of change around the club and uh, mostly for the better. So uh, I think it, you know it's pleasing to see some results coming now that uh, those changes have been made and everyone's enjoying their rugby. It's a, it's a really good feeling at the club at the moment. So... Uh, but yeah, you know, in saying that, we know we, we've got to keep going now, and uh, if we want to, you know, stay at the top of the comp. Maury, it's you, you mentioned the word there, enjoying your rugby. It looks like you are having fun. It looks like it's fun out in the field. There, guys are smiling. Obviously, you're winning, but you're getting across the advantage line and and, and doing a good job. Yeah, I think so. And and, and we're all sort of a very young side, apart from myself, obviously. But uh, <laughs> everyone spends a lot of time together during the week, so you know we, we really know each other really well now, and. Uh, you know, I think that that's a very powerful thing on the rugby field, and you know, uh, thankfully, you know, we're, we're translating that into to playing some good positive rugby. Uh, Stephen, I was down at, in the Brumbies uh, a week or so ago and went to your, uh, your your clubhouse, the training ground, and it, it quite it struck me that it's re- really been set up by Jake White. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you, most of the players get there about seven in the morning. You're, you're given breakfast, also lunch, which the players pay for. Uh, so off the field, you've got uh, a lot more responsibility. But what about then the chef? get you to wash up and clean up as well. Is that part of what Jake White is bringing into the team off the field? Absolutely, Timmy. And you would have seen there, there's a full-time chef there now. I think uh, the lady who owns the, the sushi restaurant up the road isn't real happy about it, but um, you know, everyone's eating at the club every day. But uh, I think Jake's tried to bring back a few of the old values that you know made the Brumby successful. And you, know, you would have seen he's put pictures of the great players the club's had up around the, the walls and and, um, you know, like I said before, the guys spend a lot of time at the club and a lot of time together. So for a young group, I think that's been really good. Stephen, don't get me wrong, you're a very good-looking man, but uh, when you play someone, Thanks, yeah, 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 someone like James O'Connor, uh, you, you're up against this weekend, uh, do you like a sledge? Do you like to, you know, say, oh, look, Stephen Moore loves it when James O'Connor talks in the third person? Do you, uh, you know, <laughs> do you give those guys a bit of lip? Well, look, I try and stay out of that stuff because I know that, um, you know, if I get one-on-one with him, he's going to probably make me look silly. So, um, you know, I don't want to give him any more ammunition than, than he already has. So, um, you know, look, they're, they're fantastic players. I think part of um, the way they are off the field is the way they are on the field. You know, they have a go and they back themselves. And, and as you've seen, it's been, um, you know, really good for them so far. Maury, I was, I was going to ask you about Jake White. You mentioned uh, the, the values that he's brought to the team. We spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Incidentally, got stuck with a, uh, a massive howler, you could call it. Um, I'm just trying to deflect the blame from me. It was on April Fool's Day, it was, anyhow. Oh, yeah, right. You oh, probably... I think he told me about that. Yeah, actually. exactly right. He'd probably put yeah. me straight into it. What about Jonathan Thurston? Yeah, that could have been with the That's right. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get on that. Yeah, exactly right. Hey, um, mate, you're, uh, you're enjoying that, uh, that role, the, the, the leadership role as well that, uh, that Jake's bringing to the team that, that, that gives you the, the responsibility to lead the team up front? Yeah, I think so. If you look at our team at the start of the season, there wasn't many guys that had played too much Super Rugby. So, you know, I guess 
as a senior player, it's important for me to, to take the, the lead there on the field. And I think that's the, the best way you can lead is to try and just play well every week. And, and uh, you know, hopefully some of the young guys will, will follow. So, but, you know, some of our young guys have been outstanding. You know, guys like Michael Hooper, are very mm-hmm. young still and just playing superbly every week. And, and Scott Fardy as well, who's a real journeyman. He's been around the traps, but... But, uh, you know, he's been outstanding in the opportunities he's been given. So, um, you know, we, we've just got to try and keep that momentum going. All right, mate. Well, I'm sure you can do that. And uh, can I just say thanks so much for being part of the rugby? It's really lovely to talk to you, Stephen, and all the best with those, uh, the Liverpool as they head through to the final of the FA Cup final. No, you'll be watching. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. There we go. Stephen Moore, the Brumbies, Wallabies hooker. Uh, isn't he good? Very impressive man. Uh, Stephen Moore, you're on The Ruck. Plenty ahead. This is The Ruck. That's Jebediah with some good old-fashioned rock and or roll. I think, in fact, that's more like pop, isn't it? Uh, she's like a comet. This is The Ruck. We're talking to Stephen Moore, the uh, the Brumbies hooker, Wallaby hooker. And I did mention James O'Connor, who played against and wondering what, you know, came here against uh, one of those young, pretty blokes who, and Stephen Moore, He's the old-fashioned looking bloke, isn't he? It's good. Yeah. Cool. I like that. That's great, though, isn't it? Just yeah, bash and barge. And look, he's not listening to us now, so I can say it. You know, he, he's got—he's a man with the face of a knee, <laughs> and that's terrific. <laughs> it's like a thumb. If you draw eyes on it, that's Stephen Moore, and it's, it's very good. James O'Connor, very different. On the other hand, now I just—I notice in, in the Sydney, then uh, the Sunday Telegraph, there's a photograph of uh, James O'Connor wearing the waistcoat and the black tie with a pair of boots hanging over the shoulder. Looking, I don't know, what would you call it, winsome? Dapper. Dapper, thank you. All right, and it's because he's a contender in the Clio Bachelor of the Year Award. Now, that just reminded me, or maybe Timmy reminded me, that, Matt Burke, you were a contender in Clio Bachelor of the Year. I think that... Uh, that You're in the top 50, Burke. <laughs> well, that's, that's exactly right. Uh, was I reserve? Our producer just Look said then... Did, weren't you, I said, yeah, I was in it, and it got put to the bottom of the pile very much so, very quickly. Right. But it was, it was quite interesting, though, to, to do... Well, when they ask you, if they ask you to do that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I got asked to do one for the Sunday lift out or whatever it was, you know. Yeah. They said, well, we'll give you all these clothes. And I got there and, and actually the guy who took the photograph is now uh, um, at the same school where my kids go to school. Oh. And he said to me, remember that day? I said, I do, I do remember it vividly. They gave me like a, a medium shirt and small pants. <clears throat> Pardon me, small that pants. kind of stuff. Small yeah. pants, exactly right. Yeah. I couldn't fit into it. I, 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 I was in the most contorted position to try and actually look like it was normal, but it was so far from normal and so foreign to me. It was absolutely outstanding. And you were just annoyed because they were the clothes you were going to keep. <laughs> they were the ones that hit the free clothes. Actually, Ned, were you there then? Well, yeah, exactly. Well, you were actually a, a bachelor. That's the thing that often people wonder, uh, this bachelor of the year. Uh, were you legitimate? It could have been a, a no. No. Yet you still went for the free. Well, you clothes. should have pulled out. <laughs> not, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Given the free clothes to Timmy Horan. <laughs> this is the ruck. You still be wearing This is the ruck. As you two desire, this is the ruck. Tony Squires with you, and always an absolute thrill to be joined by a couple of great Wallabies, Matt Burke and Tim Horan. And each week, uh, apart from being a thrill, just listen to what they have to say. Just the thoughts of guys who have actually done that, who have played for Australia. I think eighty-one tests uh, for Maddie and uh, eighty for. Timmy. And Tim's not bitter and twisted about that at all, that one test. Not at all, no. But there's some great moments that you two have had. I'm just, we're just thinking about it before. I'd have to ask you, 1999, the World Cup win, your jerseys, did you keep them? Are they? I would have thought there. you've got some kind of room. Uh, I've never been invited to either of your houses. With a bar, uh, Timmy, I imagine, with uh, memorabilia there, with a Guinness still on tap from having scored the quickest try. <laughs> uh, and there would be the jersey framed and with various signatures. Is that what's going on? 
Uh, it uh, didn't go straight to the pool room. No, no. it's uh, it's a bottom of a sports bag somewhere, I think, underneath no. the house with a few mothballs. And I'll have to get it out and actually give it to a uh, a bar or the Queensland Rugby Club or something. Because otherwise, you're not going to really display it in your in your house. But, Why not? Uh, unless, um, I know you. Well, mate, you look at Berkey's house, he's got jerseys everywhere. You know, he's got four daughters and he's got, he's got his rugby jersey and medals hanging up all down his house. Doesn't look any good. But is there a something, I mean, the socks, the boots, are the things that are in what are the some of the greatest sporting moments of your life, I'm imagining. How come they don't have that much sentimental value there? How can you keep it in a bag in your garage? Yeah, I'll have to get them out. Berkey, where's yours, though? Have you got your boots? And, you know, you, you usually sort of give most of them away to charities or to, who, uh, to a few mates. A lot of them, a lot of them are, uh, have been given away. And, and my jersey sits in a, in a bag in the garage. And what? also the, the ball, uh, the World Cup final. I got the ball, the last play of the day. The game ball. Last play of the day was a, they kicked in a touch. I picked it up. Wrestle went. The, the whistle went, and I tucked it under my jersey. Thanks for coming. And you've That's left it Berkey in the garage. Was, Berkey, I wonder, I wonder why Berkey wasn't on the field to shake the hands of the opposition the French he was just had the ball tucked under his arm running into the dressing shed <laughs> running, running away you, I'll tell you what the great one was you so. both make me sick to the pit of my stomach yeah, you, if I had that opportunity it would have been you know this is a ball game ball this is your jersey this is the game ball oh. yeah yeah right, so um, what somebody done something special with Ilzy like? through the 2003 World Cup uh, the Wallaby Bar which was down at uh, Sydney, Cockle Bay yes, there. Yeah. Uh, Ilzy, I think, lent his jersey to them, and <laughs> the great thing about it—it's a massive jersey, lots of lots of fabric on the jersey as well. Obviously, yeah. Ilzy wearing number five. They they put it inside the cabinet and put the lights on it, and the lights burnt the jersey. <laughs> so the guy went to—I think it was sponsored by Reebok at the time. <laughs> they had to find the same cotton to re-stitch up this jersey. I tell you I what, could have been red faced. Yeah, safer in a bag in the garage, obviously. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the Wallabies, the Wallabies will take on the Six Nations winners Wales uh, this season. A little bit of a setback for the Welsh though their, their coach Warren Gatlin fractured both his feet falling off a ladder at a family home in New Zealand that is a bizarre injury I mean obviously he's not playing but it's a weird kind of injury isn't it for uh, to happen before this tour I, th- I think the biggest thing about this one is is, is you, everyone has a skill his skill is coaching not mm-hmm. cleaning windows so no. get, get someone else in to do, do it I mean pay pay 20 bucks you know like just get it done from someone else that's what my wife keeps Gee, telling me weird, anyhow he, he, you get some weird injuries, don't you, off the field? They're not like a lot of players. Most players get injured on the field, but then you know when the DIY came in and the you know Bunnings came in, people were getting hand sores. Yes. And oh, I actually remember there was a there was a player. There was, there was, there was a player in Bunnings. There was a player I remember in in uh, when we Queensland Reds toured to South Africa and we're in Durban. We went to a game reserve, mm-hmm. and the game reserve we played a game. There was a second game coming up, and and we were downwind from two black rhinos. So. All the Fords and a couple of backs decided to get out of one truck and actually walk in behind the, the prickle bushes and you know, pretended they were sort of camouflaged. Huh. And as the two black rhinos turned and spotted about 10 guys about 50 metres away from the truck, everyone turned and obviously ran to jump back <laughs> in the truck. And one of the, one of the guys, Damien Smith, a winger, twisted his ankle that badly <laughs> he couldn't actually walk, didn't play the next game, but he had to actually go to training the next day and do the half lap warm up and pretended to actually twist his ankle during the warm up. So it was an in- injury. <laughs> he moved quick enough to get away from the rhino, though. That's the, that's the important, that's important thing. Part. He did. Yeah. I once played in a cricket team called Failure. One of our players put his back out washing his face before the game. That's the level of fitness we're talking about. <laughs> this is The Rock. It's your Sunday rugby show. This is The Rock. That's Pete Murray, and this is The Rock. Sadly, that is just about it for us. Run out of time. Uh, it's been terrific to have an hour with you. For those who are in the marathon, the, sorry, the triathlon, if you're in Sydney, uh, listening to us. All the best for that. Uh, Berkey's very upset that the Harbour Bridge has been closed. Though. 
you're you're a little bit um, what's the word? I don't know. You you, you get concerned with traffic, don't you, Berkey? I, I was this morning. I, I had a specific turn off to come through this morning, yes. and I missed it. Yeah, <laughs> and then, I know because we suddenly got all these phone calls about how late you were going to be. Yeah, I know. Like thirty-five well, seconds late. <laughs> Timmy Horan. Uh, okay, in the world of rugby, next week uh, we are getting to an incredibly important stage of this Super uh, Fifteen season. What's happening? Yeah, it's nearly halfway mark now, so round nine next week, and obviously the Crusaders um, have beat the Stormers this week, so the Stormers were the only undefeated team. So the Highlanders will take on the Blues in Dunedin. The Reds will host the Stormers. That'll be a massive match at Suncorp Stadium on Friday night. The Hurricanes will host the Crusaders in Wellington. The Waratahs at SFS, Alliance Stadium, will host the Rebels, and the Sharks will host the Chiefs, and then the big one... Uh, the Bulls will host the Brumbies in Pretoria yeah. next week. So it'll be interesting to see how the Brumbies go if they're the real deal. Yeah, indeed. The Bulls, I think, sitting second in the South African Conference as we speak. All right, so a big week ahead. Get out and enjoy your rugby. Berkey, thanks for being with us. Timmy, lovely to talk to you once more uh, next week. I'm going to get to the bottom more of uh, some of the memorabilia, some of the jerseys that these boys have used and the places they have got to will amaze you. Uh, that's next week. Enjoy it. Catch up then.